Welcome to Chat About, sponsored today by Bemidji Chrysler Center, Honda of Bemidji, and First National Bank Bemidji. On today's show, we preview the latest school board meeting tonight at school district headquarters. We'll hear from Ann Long Volkner of the Bemidji School Board and Superintendent Jeremy Olson on Chat About. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you. All right, so one of the first things you're going to do, it's it's 2024. It's your first meeting of 2024, so you guys need to get organized, or I guess reorganized. That is correct. That's a better way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> reorganized, because <laughs> we try to be always organized. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so what all has to be worked out tonight? What changes from 2023 to 2024? So there's an opportunity every every year uh, for leadership of the board to change and um, assignments to change, like service on committees and, and so on. Um, so in the past, the Bemidji School Board, like Beltrami Coney, um, the, the board, used to uh, annually just cycle through people. The next person that had been the vice chair would become the chair. Um, there's been interest in the existing board to change that to a um, opportunity to nominate and vote on people, so that um, to become chair and so on, um, and so that is part of the process that I anticipate um, happening this this early evening with that reorganization okay. to define who would be the chair, the vice chair, and the secretary treasurer. Okay, and how many are there? Five board members. Six. Six board members. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and then committees. How many committees are there and, and what are they? Yeah, so we have um, several standing committees. We have a uh, policy committee. We've got a, a finance and long-range planning committee. Uh, the policy committee obviously deals with policy, right? <laughs> and they're my favorite committee by far. <laughs> it's if, if one of my knows, favorite committees. Policy is not my forte, so I'm very glad we have the policy committee. really appreciate them stepping into the gap where I'm probably the weakest at. Um, and then we also have a finance and long-range planning committee, and that committee is really uh, focused on where are we going financially, uh, what, are, what are the long-range plans that we need to put in place? You know, we've, we've had a real intentional focus on looking five, ten years down the road to make sure that our facilities are in line, uh, looking at our instructional planning, uh, because we want to make sure that we use our resources the very best we possibly can. So there's been a very intentional focus on not only our finances, but also on our long-range planning, where we're going and how we're going to get there. Uh, that's a real uh, focus. Uh, we also have a personnel committee, and they're responsible for helping with negotiations, um, and as well as um, some uh, several other committees uh, that, you know, we have a wellness committee that uh, we're restarting as well that we'll need a school board member on and, and so forth. So there's several committees uh, that really take a look at the district and, and try to uh, help the superintendent and admin team plan out um, the various different areas because as you can tell, there, this is a large district with lots and lots of different topics. And so we try to have our, our uh, we also have a facilities committee. Um, we try to have committees of the board that are representing those various different topics to allow, to give us input um, on how to function as, as an administration, how to carry forward the wishes of the board. And in, in the past, has that been a rotational thing or has that been a thing where certain board members have certain skill sets and kind of fit in? How, how do the committees work? So, so generally speaking, um, when new people get elected, 
there's the list of committees and then and then it's pretty much defined you know where their interests lie and they volunteer for different committees and if there's an overabundance of board members um, interested in one committee then we work back and forth to try to allocate the time and the resources and the desire to be able to serve serve the district in a different way aside from um, just going to board meetings every once a month okay. so yeah the committees the committees are really valuable because it gives the the board a chance some members of the board to talk and to ask more questions and then to be able to reflect those conversations back during the board meetings if there's decisions to be made and a lot of times the committee because committees are entrusted by the school board to, to function in various different areas so for instance that like you've been seeing a lot of policy um, the last probably five six months we've been at every meeting talking about some policies those are all reviewed by the policy committee and, and vetted so a lot of the conversation takes place at those committee meetings so that when we come to the school board meeting, we don't have to um, have a 20-minute conversation on a policy because we've got a lot of business to take, take care of. So the policy committee is responsible for vetting those policies, getting them to the point that they're ready to be approved, and then uh, having a prior or a review of the school board, and then the school board in the meeting is just taking action. So what we're actually witnessing is really the, the finality of a process that's been done through committees and then further review by the board. So mm -hmm. the committee system is trying to make the work of the board more efficient and making sure that we have focuses. Uh, each school board member has committees that they're focused on and doing that very important work. And, and I just wanted to add um, the policy committee. The policy committee is important because what, what that provides is a process and considerations to think about as you move toward a decision if you need to do that and so it's it becomes pretty you know they kind of are hanging out in the back room the pol background the policies are until mm -hmm. until you come to a spot in your work and you go well how the heck do you do that mm -hmm. so then you ref re you refer to the policy and that'll give you hopefully an outline and a guideline about what to consider okay um, going back to the officers um, do you have a gut feeling on whether you're going to be having an election tonight or whether it's just going to be a pro the usual process? I, uh, the, the, many people, many new people on the board have said that they would, def they would prefer to have an election process versus the, the old way, uh, older way of doing business. And so I assume that that will happen this evening too. So then you will actually have to have the election tonight? Yeah, so what, what ends up happening is there's a process that the Minnesota School Boards Association uh, has developed and it's uniform throughout the state. In that process, and this is people that are tuning in tonight and listening to our board meeting are going to be a little bit probably surprised um, or if, you, if, you're, if you're coming to the meeting because we actually have to call for nominations three times. So sometimes it feels weird because we're any further nominations, any further nominations. The reason we do that is because that is the proper way of calling for nominations to make sure that everyone gets a chance to nominate. So uh, we don't, we're not going to shut it off after just one nomination. We're going to ask for nominations three times, and then there is an uh, election that takes place right after that. So um, if it feels a little bit interesting, that's just the, the process, and that's uniform throughout the state of Minnesota that you call for three nominations, and then you, you do an election. Um, and then if uh, there's a majority of board members that feel that they want to have uh, this person as an officer, that person then uh, attains that or uh, comes forward as that role. So there's a, this is a process that is much larger than just Bemidji. It's a process that's um, carried throughout the state of Minnesota. 
And one of the reasons for the change in the process was just having, you know, we had five new board members, and so we weren't able to maintain that, uh, the existing process just because of the number of new board members that came on board last year. Speaking of new board members, speaking to the one who is the, the veteran of the board. Thank you for not using the word old. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't like that word either, believe me. Um, so, so let's talk a little bit. I, I just, your perspective, Anne, um, obviously, I know Jeremy's in his second year as the superintendent now. Uh, second year, right? Yes. Anyway, uh, a whole new board came on, and then we went and did the whole um, five-year comprehensive plan committee this summer. So there was a lot of change. Um, what's your feelings? What are your thoughts uh, from a veteran perspective of, of where we're at right now with all of this change in a very short amount of time? Well, I, I think it, it, it certainly was an opportunity for everybody to, to learn and adapt to change. And there has been... Um, you know, ch- changes occurred, and I hope that for me, within learning and adapting, it's it's the ability to think through proposals and then um, reflect on, you know, different people's opinions and values. And so, um, you know, that has that has occurred, but but it's also been, in my experience with other boards, every single issue that comes forward, you still get that same. Uh, consideration of issues, the same discussion of issues, and the same thinking about what are the values, what are we, what are we trying to achieve, and how do we get there? Anlon Volkner, one of the school board members, and the superintendent of schools, Jeremy Olson, getting ready for their meeting tonight. Um, one of the things that we've talked about a few times, Jeremy, um, is uh, the renewing of the referendum, and and you went through a series of meetings about that. Um, how did those go, and and what are we looking at? Well, first and foremost, we wanted to be as transparent and open as possible with everything. Um, that was one of the things that came out when we talk about our values and why what drives us. You know, we talked about that mm-hmm. five-year plan, the strategic plan that we looked at, and one of the values really was to be very open with our community, to connect with our community well, to be transparent in our finances, and to basically be an open book. Right, that's what we're striving to do. And and so as we approach this, this process, um, so the legislature has given school boards the authority to renew for the same amount and for the same duration uh, an operating referendum that's set to expire. And as part of that process, we really wanted to be intentional about being open and transparent with our community to let them know about what was going on and to provide opportunities for input because we do we want to listen to the community. We want to have intentional listening happening what has happened right now is we had three public meetings um, spread out throughout the district to try to accommodate people's schedule to get that kind of input. We wanted to uh, hear what, what our taxpayers, what our um, constituents would like to see us do because we do have, again, the option to renew under board authority um, or we could vote um, as, a, as a district. Part of the issue with um, voting is that it costs between twenty dollars and $50,000 um, each time you hold an election because the district's responsible for election judges, they're responsible for you know the communication, the marketing, some of those different pieces, and it, it's a pretty expensive thing. So between twenty and $50,000, the board has the authority um, to renew that. Again, they can increase, right? So it would be about level taxation, not increasing taxation, mm-hmm. keeping taxation level for the next 10 years. This referendum, which is set to expire at the end of the 24-25 school year, brings in roughly a million dollars a year in revenue to the district. Um, that has really been highlighted as we look at 
from 2003 to now, the district has lost about $925 per student in buying power just because state aid hasn't kept up or nearly kept up with inflation. And so when we look at the buying power of the school, we've actually lost $925 per student from 2003 to now, which is why many districts, actually majority of districts now, are uh, have to rely on operating referendums because the state aid hasn't really covered the cost of education. So to renew that, uh, which again would keep taxation level, the school board has a decision in front of them to either renew under board authority or to do a referendum campaign and do a, a vote of the district. And so we're contemplating that because we want to make sure that we're being intentional about this. Uh, what that means is that would mean keeping inflation, uh, or I'm sorry, not inflation, I wish we could keep inflation <laughs> level, but keep taxation level. And when we compare ourselves to other districts, you know, our neighboring districts, you know, we are certainly in the bottom portion of what it costs um, per resident for our students. And so we think that that's a reasonable ask um, as we look forward. But we, again, are still open to input. There hasn't been a decision made by the school board other than a commitment to listen to our community and try to get the word out there. And that's what we've been trying to do. Um, if anyone has any questions, they can certainly give me a call. I'd love to sit down and, and walk through this with people. Uh, we had three opportunities on December 12th. Uh, January 16th and January 18th, which we highlighted um, the last time you're we here, um, just to get people to uh, give us their input. And we, we have heard some input from the community, and, and some of it's been mixed. Um, you know, I, I think that there's that's why the district or why the school board is trying to intentionally listen to our community members, is we really want to have some input on this very important decision that will be before us the next couple of months. Okay. Um, yeah. Finances. I mean, for pretty much every organization, every committee, every uh, board I have on chat about, it's finances is front and center, school board and no different. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's very true. <clears throat> As Jeremy mentioned, inflation um, sideways mentioning it it's mm -hmm. it's impacted everybody and what in what how much revenue they have and what how much they can then assimilate to be able to achieve their goals and just a clarification uh with with your with your very informative um introduction thank you for that but um we our district is one of many districts that have ref referendums across the state and most most districts do but we our revenue from our referendum is is in the smallest um amount that people with or districts with referendums have just that clarification we ask for very little in terms of community support as compared to other districts and that's a really great point that you're making so the average in minnesota per student is 705 dollars per student um, bemidji has 180 dollars per student for our operating referendum um, what the goal here is to and the board's been very intentional trying to balance our budget with the resources that we have um, this is one of those resources right now that we, we have. We want to balance the budget with the resources we have. We don't want to see an increase in, in taxation because we know that our that affects all of our community members. And so that's been an intentional focus is trying to balance the budget um, with the resources we have here without increasing um, you know, another operation ask or whatever because we've been working really hard and thank you to the community members who have stepped up with compensatory aid. Um, we're trying to uh, get as much aid from the state as possible to offset um, so we don't have to rely so much on the property tax law because we know that you know taxes are hard for people to pay. Um, it, it's challenging and it's, it's sometimes 
is very impactful. So we're trying to be very intentional about this and we're trying to be intentional about how we move forward as a district and uh, that's where the intentional listening comes from. We want to intentionally listen to our community members. We want to make sure that you're being informed. So if you ever have any questions, certainly reach out and we would be more than happy to, to walk through this with you. We also have information on our website as well. Okay. Um, it's contract negotiation year. Uh, we've talked about a few groups that have settled and you've had apparently some more uh, employee groups that have reached agreement with the district now? Yes, um, so we are we're in the process right now of um, there are some terms and conditions that we're um, putting in place in this next school board meeting to to walk through. Um, we've got uh, you know we've got the the casual hourly terms and conditions will be brought forward to the school board um, non licensed staff terms and conditions for employment uh, confidential administrative support terms and conditions. Uh, we've got also a tentative agreement with the Bemidji Principals Association. Um, so uh, support services groups, term and conditions, and then district office administration terms and conditions. So those are the things we're going to be dealing with tonight um, as we just renew these um, employment agreements just to make sure that we have everything um, kept up. So uh, we're, we're trying to be in very intentional about our process and going through and making sure that we're using our resources to, um, to see uh, our employees get, get common sense raises because this is really important to our employees and as far as the recruitment and retainment of, of quality staff and so that we continue to work towards those ends. Where are we at in the, with the teachers? So uh, right now we have uh, another session of mediation um, scheduled with our teachers. We're confident that we, we continue to have uh, good conversations and dialogue with our, with our union members. Um, we, you know, of course, we're, we're constantly talking about uh, uh, the desired desired wages and the affordable wages. You know, those are those are two th two different concepts that we keep working through on, on negotiations, and we have another session here at the end of the month. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a challenge. There's 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 the transparency in the budget that we re that we allocate and what the programs we have allocated that budget for and the quantity of money and that's available to anybody in the community and then there's that responsibility and quest to be able to as Jeremy said recognize people through their salary for the professionalism and the skills and the knowledge and ability and the um, successful outcomes with students that people bring um, and so there's always that struggle because if you if 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 because there is outcomes of choices and a lot of times what we find is those outcomes of the choice occur in the spring when we have to reflect on what changes do we need to make in our in our programs and settings and and um, uh, staff to be able to accommodate what was decided in the fall mm -hmm. so it's it's I I'm just hopeful that we can come to um, something that helps everybody. You know, we're, we're just working through that because, of course, resources are finite. Mm -hmm. um, we also understand that um, you know we have a there's a teacher shortage in Minnesota, and we also understand too that this is a, this is a statewide thing. So if you look at the usually you have many more districts settled uh, than than there currently is. Um, so this is kind of a, I think a, a trend throughout the state that um, you know the what what. Uh, what people deserve and affordability are sometimes, unfortunately, like you're saying, two different concepts, and we wish that those would mesh, <laughs> but uh, that's just, you know, resources are finite. Yeah. And uh, one thing you also mentioned is uh, the curriculum, curriculum director will be discussing the READ Act and how that's going to affect the district. So what is the READ Act, first of all, and, and what, do you, what do we expect to hear tonight? 
So in Minnesota, uh, we've been watching as a state, um, and, and of course legislators have been watching this too, as our reading scores in Minnesota have been dropping. Right? Um, it, it's, it's an unfortunate thing, but it is unfortunately true. And so as those reading scores are dropping, the legislature said about how do we address this? Uh, um, we, have had, uh, we have had an intentional focus and much more on, um, on literacy, but also on phonics, right? So we had kind of the whole word um, concept, and then uh, we now have more focus on phonics. And the state legislature said we need to do something to make sure there's professional development and to make sure that we have the science of reading incorporated in all school districts. So there was a new legislation that was passed last um, spring that basically requires districts to uh, work through a process to get staff development to their teachers on the science of reading and would pick three curriculums that are allowable under state statute that are focused on the science of reading. And so the state has just unleashed um, three curriculums um, that schools can pick from. As part of that, there is some financial help to districts that are picking these curriculums and so forth. Now, of course, like everything, sometimes what we planned for as far as the state and what we actually were able to deliver are two different things. And so at this point, there is some resources available for the district to choose a curriculum that has the science of reading incorporated in it for implementation and staff development. So what you're going to see is there's going to be about 44 hours uh, required for staff development for next year to get teachers um, trained on the science of reading, what that looks like, and trained on this new curriculum. That's going to put a big strain on our staff development and just the time that's available for teachers to be able to do this. Um, so I think that there's going to be some conversations around, I'm mean, proposing some conversations around our calendar, our upcoming calendar for the next couple of years, to look at how do we incorporate those 44 hours into that and what does that look like and what's responsible to do, you know, in, in making sure that we get the training to the teacher so we can provide an even stronger reading uh, instruction for our students. And that's really what this is about. The, the READ Act was really about increasing the outcomes um, in the state of Minnesota for our reading scores with the idea and the eye on trying to bring those reading scores up. Um, and then, Anne, there will be a chance for community members to, to talk to the board if they need to? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a, part of our that's a part of our agenda. Okay. And um, occurs. Uh, everybody has three minutes, and um, generally we go for about a half hour in terms of giving people an opportunity to, a number of opportunity to speak. Okay. I do want to highlight, too, that there's another opportunity uh, mm -hmm. through the listening sessions. Uh, those start 45 minutes uh, prior to the regular board meeting in which, you know, those people that maybe don't want to come up and, and speak um, publicly, mm -hmm. right, um, for three minutes, have an opportunity to sit down with a couple board members and just talk through any concerns they have mm -hmm. and, and so forth. So just another opportunity that our district has. So we actually have two opportunities for people to participate. One is in the listening session 45 minutes before the board meeting. And then the second one is at the public participation uh, portion of the meeting. And board meeting starts at 6.30, 6.30 tonight, district headquarters. So uh, 5.15 for the uh, organizational meeting. And then okay. at 6.30 we'll have our regular school board meeting. All right. With with the opportunity to for people to come in and, and um, talk with two individual board meetings in the middle of that. Jeremy Olson is the school superintendent for District 31 and Long Volkner, school board member. Big meeting tonight. Thank you for being here and sharing with us today. Well, thank you. Thank you.
Chatabout has been sponsored by First National Bank Bemidji and Bemidji Chrysler Center Honda of Bemidji. Coming up tomorrow on Chatabout, Jason Riggs is back. We hear from the Beltrami County Sheriff about all things going on in his department. That's it for today. I'm Kev Jackson. As always, thanks for taking the time and being here.